Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. One of our sleepers this week, Marquise Goodwin. Huge disappointment. Yeah. Like going up that, in your game, that game was a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it was cold. It was a disappointment. Yeah, it was, it was a disappointment. Yeah. The Seahawks wide receivers, you know, had their shirts off before the game. Uh, <laughs> that didn't age too well. No. Uh, but if you were desperate enough to start Marquise Goodwin, uh, like I was in a couple leagues, you know, I'm overcoming that donut in one league, and I'm not overcoming it in another, in another league. But, you know, he did get hurt in this game. You know, he stayed out for a big chunk of the game, so that didn't help because of that wrist. Uh, but he definitely didn't help you move into the championship round. That's no. for sure. Um, <laughs> now, if you were worried about Kenneth Walker, you know, he ended up getting 26 carries after not yep. even practicing all week. So just assume that he'll be good to go next week regardless of his practice status. And he looked good. Uh, you know, uh, there was nothing in this game that looked that I was like, oh, he doesn't look good or anything like that. He's He looks fine to me. So continue to fire him up. 26 carries, didn't score, but that's 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 really what you want to see moving forward. Yeah. yeah, definitely. 26 carries for 107 yards is over four yards to carry, definitely. He didn't score a touchdown. That was disappointing. Um, but the way the offense was playing just overall was not conducive to fantasy points. Um, we, had, we saw DK Metcalf. He was able to get it done. But Kenneth Walker... Um, you know, I, I think he did really well. DJ Dallas obviously had that high receiving workload. He had six targets and he caught all six of them. So that's kind of buoying his production. Uh, I'm not worried about him cutting too far into Kenneth Walker's work because we know that Kenneth Walker, if they're running the ball, it's going to be Walker. So definitely Walker is the guy moving forward. And Marquise Goodwin, I, I'm with you. You know, I thought this was going to be a good game for him. I thought that this was going to be a high scoring game and it just didn't end up being that. You know, the Chiefs are playing ahead the whole time and you'd think that would be good for the receivers, but Geno Smith recently. It's kind of coming back down to earth. And it's like the Seahawks are faltering in their playoff hopes. I'm not sure if Geno Smith is going to be able to bring them back. It looked like they were missing Tyler Locke in the passing game pretty yeah. much yesterday. Yeah, they were. They were. 
Uh, Kadarius Tony ended up scoring for the Chiefs. Only ran nine routes though, uh, yep. so not like super startable next week. You know, unless you need some deep options and you know had a chance at a touchdown on a good offense. Uh, most of his snaps were near the goal line in the red zone, so that's that's good. Like he'll he he will have a chance of scoring. He does have those packages. Um, Nicole Harmon can be back though. Just keep that in mind. But maybe he'll be limited in his first game back. Um, I would say that Tony is a boom bust option in Week 17. Um, you know, but nothing more than that. I wouldn't consider him reliable at all. No, I wouldn't consider him reliable at all. And I think for that reason, I might leave him out of my lineup because he had a terrible snap share, terrible round participation. Yeah. You know, it's not anything that I want to rely on. The touchdown might make it look a little bit more, you know, sustainable than um, you know, we'd like to think it is, but it's not. Uh, I'd rather start Juju definitely. Uh, I think I could find other options too that I'd like. It doesn't seem like there's any reliable Chiefs pass catcher outside of Travis Kelsey, even though Juju Smith-Schuster has been a little bit better as of late. Obviously, he put up a quiet game this game, but the Chiefs were playing from ahead the whole time, so they didn't have to throw the ball at all. Travis Kelsey's the only guy that I'm happy starting in the passing game. But Patrick Mahomes, even with, you know, all the receivers having a quiet day, he still has, you know, a good fantasy day. So he seems like he's going to be good uh, regardless. It doesn't matter. It's been the case all season. Um, you think you see Patrick Mahomes who puts up 23 points in fantasy that you'd see more from the receivers. That wasn't the case. It's going to be quite a decision with Juju next week going up against Denver. You know, he had a decent yeah. matchup against them a couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, th- that was their first, you know, Kawan Williams' first game back. You know, he didn't play, you know, a full complement of snaps. So, you know, will he be able to do his thing against, against, will Juju be able to do his thing against them this upcoming week? We'll see. But it's going to be interesting. He, he'll probably be, you know, still, a wide receiver too for me. Uh, but you know, you gotta temper expectations just just a little bit going into next week. Yeah, I think um, we've been yeah, tempering expectations for Juju pretty much, you know, the whole season since the first few weeks didn't go the way we wanted it to. He's had a couple good games, but you know, like this kind of game, it's liable to happen any week, it seems like. And I thought this would be a much better matchup. You know, my bull prediction last week was that he would have two touchdowns. Um it wasn't a shootout at all. So that kind of fell flat on its face. We'll see um, if we can get back on track next week, if I would make another bold prediction. But Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not worried about him. It's just this kind of game can happen anytime. Yeah. Uh, Jerk McKinnon, he only had seven opportunities this week. That was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but again, like you said, the Chiefs were up all game long. You know, at least he ended up scoring to save your day. Uh, yeah. But Mahomes, he only had 28 attempts, you know, like you said. So, you know, next week against Denver <laughs> – <laughs> They're probably going to be depending on the run again, right? That's that's that would be my guess. Like, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was able to get it done though against Denver, so you know, maybe Patrick yeah. Mahomes can as well. We'll see. Um, if the Rams <laughs> can beat up on him, I'm sure the I'm sure the Chiefs can too. Yeah. Um, both Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb saw 20 plus carries. Uh, Taysom Hill had nine carries and a touchdown. The receivers didn't do anything in that game. Uh, pretty much what we expected out of that, you know, Brown Saints game in that terrible weather. Amari Cooper actually had a decent game considering the weather, six for 72. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like you missed a whole lot if you didn't start Amari Cooper. Um, it's not like he went off or anything like that, but he had a decent game, uh, a lot better than I thought. But you know what? This was at home. This was at home <laughs> yeah. for the Browns. So Amari Cooper had to do something. He had no choice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah you, you that's, know. that's what it comes down to at this point. But moving forward, like, you know, still like, at the end of the day, it's like in a in a in a better weather game in a normal game next week. By the way, week seventeen, a lot of good weather. Okay, just That's looking ahead, a good time. Yeah, and week seventeen, <laughs> week sixteen was just absolutely terrible. But you know, going next week, we should be fine for the most part. Uh, yeah. You know, the, 
the Browns have Washington next week. You know, not the best matchup for wide receivers. Um, you know, I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is still an option, though. Amari Cooper, still tempering expectations on him the rest yeah. of the way. Definitely. And that's what we've been saying, you know, this whole time since Deshaun Watson's come back. It hasn't been good news for Amari Cooper, but he did have 10 targets, like, inexplicably in that weather. It's like, I didn't think anybody was going to get more than five. And then Amari Cooper, the guy that we kind of been crapping on, you know, these past few weeks, especially with Deshaun Watson, a quarterback, comes out and gets double-digit targets. It's just hilarious. Um, he didn't do a whole lot with him, like you said. Um, he didn't miss whole much, a whole lot if he was on the bench. I expected a bigger game from Nick Chubb, and this has kind of been Nick Chubb's thing the past few weeks. You know, he doesn't do a whole lot of scoring at all, but he gets those high yardage outputs. Um, he's good for those single-game props, you know, that you're picking uh, for underdog, getting that rushing yardage. But outside of that, he hasn't been doing much for fantasy teams, um, you know, these past few weeks. So Kareem Hunt, same thing. The uh, offense. It's, it's really that touch, a touchdown regression is getting to him. Yeah. Like he's he's scored in the first eight weeks of the season. He scored three, four, five, seven, eight. He scored 10 touchdowns in eight weeks. Yeah. No, 11 touchdowns in nine weeks. So, yeah. So now he has his first, like, few games without scoring a touchdown. He's due next week, guys. He's due. He's scoring two touchdowns next week. It's, Nick Chubb. It's, it's calling it's, it right now. It's time for the fantasy championship breakout. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. Um, that would be something if you call that. But, you know, like we said, that touchdown still hasn't been there. And we've just been seeing the high yardage output. And I think it has to do, you know, just with the Browns offense taking a big step back with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Obviously, they can't go back to Jacoby Brissett now. You know, they're out of the playoffs. There's no reason to. But um, it's just been interesting with Nick Chubb. Um I thought that was good. And then Alvin Kamara, like you said, he put up a good performance. He did have that touchdown. And then Taysom Hill, he scored a touchdown. So I think that kind of justifies what we were calling for. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah, I think that sure. justifies us calling for a game from him. He, he did what he needed to do and he didn't finish, you know, as low as he could have. Um, you know, especially in a bad game, Andy Dalton was just horrific in the weather. Um, they did end up winning this game, but Taysom Hill, I think, was a good call this week. Keep starting Nick Chubb, guys. Yeah. Oh, still an RB, oh. still an RB1 play. Yeah. Keep starting him. You know, he he has the potential to score 150 and two any, any given week. So just just start him no matter what. I thought um, for sure it would be this week. <laughs> I'll be yeah. honest. No, I you thought, know what? I though? I, I'm not surprised he didn't score because I just feel like, you know, I thought the volume was going to be there. But, yeah. you know, I didn't expect a lot of scoring in this game. You know, just, just mm. be able to move the ball consistently, have some drives and stuff like that. I feel like that was the issue. And that really was the issue in this game, you know, to be yeah. honest. Uh, let's see. Go to the Giants game. Each of Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton all had at least 79 yards receiving uh, in this game. And, you know, what did we say before this game? That all these guys can potentially get it done. Yeah. Right? And, and who did we <laughs> say we liked best this week in terms of matchup? Isaiah Hodgins. Right? So if you ended up being desperate enough to throw him in, he was like one of our main sleepers last week. He got you eight catches for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, that's his third touchdown in four games. And next week he gets Indy. Uh, he's another like desperate flex next week, but you know, I, I don't like him nearly as much as I liked him this week, obviously. Um, right. But you know, uh, let's see how the chargers wide receivers do against Indy tonight. Uh, Kenny Moore is out tonight. They're nickel corner. Uh, the chargers nickel, I'm sorry, the uh, Colts nickel corner. Um, so if he's out again next week, then Richie James might be the play out of the slot for the giants. If you can choose any, any giants wide receiver. Right, so Richie James is to play next week, where Isaiah Hodgins was last week. We got Isaiah Hodgins right last week, so maybe 
maybe Richie James, you know, you want to listen to us, maybe start him if you want a desperate flex. But you're right. I think this kind of borders on, I put it in the graphic here, you know, it looks like we can start anyone against the Vikings yeah, and they'll be able to do what they much. need to do. Daniel Jones is that quarterback and he's making Isaiah Hodgins look like, you know, a fancy wide receiver one. Man, I, I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure that there would be, you know, some sort of vindication for the Vikings defense that they can stop somebody, but that wasn't the case. Um, Richie James had a good game too. Darius Slayton, like you said, he only had, he had 79 yards on four catches. It wasn't a humongous day, but, you know, when two other receivers have more points than him, they're having a pretty good day. Saquon, too, had a good game this week. So it wasn't a bad game for the Giants offense. Um, I'm not inspired to, like, start Isaiah Hodgins again. Um, Richie James, even, I know the matchup isn't bad next week, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I don't like Daniel Jones, as you know, but he was able to come through, too. He had a high uh, passing volume as well in this game. Um, and we figured that might be the case against Minnesota. So definitely, yeah, Isaiah Hodgins, he he looked good this week. I'm not sure how much I trust him next week, but he might have pushed you to your championship. Because if, if you start him as a desperate flex, you're probably expecting like 10 points out of him, maybe 14 yeah. points, and he puts up 22. You know, you're yeah. well over projected uh, on that in, on that total, you know, at the end of the day. You, you know who has the best matchup next week? You know, if if Kenny Moore ends up playing for the for the Colts next week, Isaiah Hodgins has the best matchup of all the wide receivers again next week against the Colts. You know, coming into this week, the Colts have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the left side over the previous four weeks, the seventh most over the last eight weeks coming into this week. So Isaiah Hodgins might have another week. Three touchdowns in three touchdowns in four weeks, maybe four and five. We'll see. That would be that would be something. We'll see. <laughs> be really be something. Isaiah Hodgins, fantasy football championship winner. Playoff MVP. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, though, man, both him and Justin Jefferson saw 16 targets each. You kidding me, dude? Yeah. 13 for 109 and two touchdowns for Hawkinson. This dude has like a serious weekly ceiling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you this question, man. Like, is he somebody like Kirk Cousins is going to be in the Vikings next year, right? Signed that two year deal. He's going to be there. He's yep. going to be their guy. Justin Jefferson, obviously, there. Adam Thielen getting older. Right, there's no one else there. Is TJ Hawkinson somebody that you'll be aiming for in drafts next year? Uh, assuming that nobody, you know, jumps in during the draft or the free agency, you know, nobody comes in a big pass catcher, a big name. Uh, I right. think so. You have to, you know, outside outside of you know the top five that we usually talk about each year. Is there anybody you want to take over him? You know, for next season, and especially with this type of ceiling. Obviously, he's been a little hot and cold, but that's been the way his career has been. You know, he has a low a, a, a low floor, but also a very high ceiling. I think he's definitely somebody worth targeting, you know, next year. Um, we can, we're obviously going to talk a whole lot, you know, over the offseason about that. But <laughs> yeah. the way that this game looked, they traded for him. And this is how you use a player that you traded for. Take notes, Bills. I know you just picked up Naeem Hines. <laughs> and Naeem Hines maybe isn't the guy, the talent, or the guy that you, you wanted to get, like TJ Hawkinson was for the Vikings. But this is how you use a guy that you traded for. Um, with Justin Jefferson, I think that's why he's a bit volatile you know obviously with justin jefferson on the same offense they both got 16 targets that's not always going to be the case um but with this type of upside and a good offense on a good team um i'll take that tight end any day this is what we wanted irv smith to be a couple of years ago he couldn't stay healthy you know they finally turned to someone else and tj hawkins it looks like they have their guy um for the rest of the foreseeable future especially next season um as long as kirk cousins there i think you're right on the money that this is a guy that we should be targeting next season 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Really, really disappointing game uh, for Ramondre Stevenson. You know, he just didn't get enough touches. 91% of snaps, though. 15 touches, you know, really not going to get it done, especially yeah. if he's not getting a ton in the receiving game. Only two catches for three yards. So, you know, if you made it through the champion, made it through to the championship round, like despite his performance this week, continue to start him, you know, as yeah. a solid RB1 next week against Miami. 91% of snaps. That's going to continue even with Damian Harris back potentially next week. Um, just continue to roll with Ramondre, even though, you know, he might not have got it done for you, <laughs> you know, this week. Hopefully you were able to overcome that performance. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's been getting it done all, all week. This was like the one mulligan. You know, it mm. is what it is. He's he's human after all. You know, we've yeah. called the matchup proof a couple of times on this podcast, but um, it looks like this matchup was a little bit too much. It didn't help. You know, obviously yeah, the 91% snap share. It didn't help that they were playing from behind pretty much the whole game and they had to throw themselves back in the game, that would be why guys like Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers were able to get it done. Jacoby Myers on on the, the good end of another crazy play at the end zone, you know what I'm talking about. Um, he caught that tip for the touchdown. It was pretty crazy. But um, with Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, you know, I think this was bound to happen. You know, this type of game script is not going to be very favorable for him, and I was surprised to see this. I wish he could have gotten a little bit more work on the ground, but when you're throwing the whole you know, second half to get back into the game. Um, this is what's going to happen. Hopefully you were able to get through it. We know what my, what Ramondre Stevenson is, you know, as far as his fantasy value. And hopefully he can get back to that next week in a pretty good matchup against Miami. Well, you know, you would hope that if you're throwing the whole second half that he would get more than three targets, right? You would hope yeah. that he's get what he was normally getting. He was getting six, seven catches a game, right? So that's what you were kind of hoping for, um, you know. But unfortunately, like that didn't happen. I think this is more of a fluky game than anything. So just continue to start him. It's um, funny. It's funny because, yeah. you know, for throwing themselves back into the game, Mac Jones had 33 um, pass attempts to Joe Burrow's 52, who was playing with a lead. So yeah. that was a little bit interesting. That was just like something odd that I saw about this game. Um, kind of makes sense, though, because you, you don't really want to run the ball against the Patriots. Their, their vulnerability is really on the back end in the secondary. So this was smart, smart game plan by by Zach Taylor to be honest with you the only issue was that they couldn't really get anything going in the second half right that's when you kind of yeah. have to like you know just just keep putting your you know just just keep it I, I can't even talk right now just like <laughs> I, I just I you know you know sometimes on a Monday you're trying to get things a Monday after you know, Christmas come on Monday yeah dude cut him some slack <laughs> I, I, I did I, you know I did I did put some back yesterday you know what I'm saying you know I'm feeling okay <laughs> this morning though you know yeah, yeah, yeah um no but but you know what my point is this you know, you got to put your foot on the throat regardless. Like, even if you're up 20 points or whatever it was after the first half. Yeah. You got you, you to gotta, you gotta do what you were doing in the first half to keep it going. Um, right. Moving on to the Lions and Panthers. Both DJs got it done. 
in this game. DJ Shark, you know, we were back in this week, right? He had a, obviously had a really tough matchup against the Jets last week. We did not like him in that matchup for good reason. And we were back in this week. He gave us yet another 100-yard performance. So keep starting this man. You know, great matchup against Chicago next week. Uh, he's a wide receiver three, man. You know, he's a wide yeah. receiver three with upside. Uh, basically, he's been averaging 100 yards uh, receiving. Uh, you know, outside of the Jets game <laughs> last week, mm-hmm. like three basically, basically 300 yard games for DJ Shark. So he's yeah, he's doing his thing. Keep starting him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because he's been like one of the easier players to predict their performance. Yeah. You know, it's funny because Minnesota they had that good game. We know obviously you're starting everyone against Minnesota. Then they go to New York and you say just lay off. You know, obviously he had that bad game and he comes back against Carolina. He has a good game. So I think that's pretty interesting um, that he's been that predictable and. Against Chicago, do you trust him? You know, what's, what's yeah. your yeah? I, I think I that do. has to be the case. I, I, I was just making I, sure that we we're on the same page because yeah, he's pretty predictable. So he should go for a hundred yards, guys. You know, now that we're saying that he's a good <laughs> game, he should be good for a hundred yards next week. Uh, obviously, I think with Justin Fields at quarterback, this could be a shootout between the Lions and the Bears, especially with the Lions like on their last leg for playoff hopes, and the Bears trying to play spoiler in the division. We'll see how that game goes. It's a good storyline heading into that one. But DJ Chark, he's been super reliable, like you said, outside of that matchup against the Jets. So I, I like him, like you said, as a wide receiver three. I think he has wide receiver two upside um, each week. Yeah, he does. And the other DJ on the other side came through. We did like him this week as well, recommended him. He was my, I think, he was a mid-wide receiver two for us. Uh, five got for him as wide receiver the, 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah, five for 83 in a touchdown. Uh, solid start against Tampa next week as well. So, you know, he's found his his rhythm with Sam Darnold. Three touchdowns over the last three games with Darnold and all three of his starts, he got a touchdown. No, actually, no. Uh, he he shit the bed like two weeks ago. So <laughs> three, three, three out of the four against Seattle in tough matchup, but three out of the four games, he's got it done. Um, yeah. So just continue to start DJ, DJ Moore moving forward. Uh, but how about Chuba Hubbard and Don, Deontay Foreman, dude? You know, combining <laughs> for almost 300 yeah. rushing yards. Uh, after Detroit has been ridiculously good against the run game, uh, since their bye week, uh, but not what anyone expected, man. These guys, you know, might have been on your bench. You know, hopefully you had the guts or the desperation to start one of them, specifically Deontay Foreman, because he ended up scoring. Yeah. Um, but now you look at Tampa next week. They're still a little tough to start, man. Yeah. I, I'm not. We can't expect this type of performance every week. Um, and it seems like we're saying this a lot about a lot of players. But Deontay Foreman, you know, he had the 21 carries. That's the one thing. He had 24 carries. At, uh. Was that a week ago or two weeks ago when he had 72 yards? And this week he had 21 carries for 165 and a touchdown. You know, I'm not trusting these guys on a consistent basis because, you know, either one is liable to take over for the other. Chuba Hubbard, he did have 12 carries for 125 yards. That's ridiculous. Not expecting that to continue happening either. Um, neither of them got any receiving work because the run game was just going so well for them. I'm not, you know, discounting Chuba Hubbard's receiving work value. I think this game script was just, you know, it was working in their favor running the ball. So Chuba Hubbard didn't get those passes. I think he still has, you know, a safer floor week to week because of that. But Deontay Foreman, as we've seen, has a higher upside um, because he has that rushing workload. And he is liable, like we said, to put up this type of 100-yard performance and a touchdown on the ground. So I like Chuba Hubbard if you want to play it safe. But Deontay Foreman, I think if you're on the upside, you play him. Raheem Blackshear, he did also have that touchdown. It could have been a bigger day for either one of these two guys, too. Um, but bottom line, it was a running game that was getting it done this week. I'm surprised DJ Moore had as good of a game as he did with this going on in the backfield. Yeah, you know, it, you know, against Tampa, with the way Tampa has been playing, man, they just haven't been putting up points. So the yeah. game script might be fine for Deontay Foreman next week. You know, so the fact that he got 20-plus carries in three of the last four games, 
you kind of have to just take a shot. Yeah, he had a bad game against Pittsburgh. They couldn't get anything going, you know, on, on the ground game. But Tampa, you know, over the last four weeks, they've allowed uh, 400 rushing yards to running backs. So, you know, 100 yards per game there. So, like, I feel like, you know, Deontay Foreman might be fine next week. So I would consider him maybe a low-end RB2 next week, you know, just because of the fact that, you know, he could potentially get another 20-plus carry game. That's and true. if anyone's getting 20 carries, you know, you kind of have to, you know, Put them on your right. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. You kind of have to, you know, potentially just throw them in your lineup, you know, if that's going to be the case. Obviously, the Pittsburgh game really put a bad taste in our mouth, um, you know, going into this this past week. Would you like putting Deontay Shit. Foreman in at your flex? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. so. How about um, you? Know, it, I, I didn't like them this week against the Lions because they, the Lions, the Lions have been absolutely stout against the run game <laughs> lately. Uh, yeah. the, 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 you should see the names that they have – been like stifling right you know going yeah. into this this week unbelievable they they did all that in the first half dude they each had yeah. 100 yards in the first half which is insane Chuba Hubbard um, had like 70 yards in the first five or six minutes i thought he I was gonna be the Two guy big runs yeah <laughs> i know man uh what was your question i'm sorry i missed it no i, I, I was I just asking that... you know if Chuba Hubbard would be someone you would put in your flex too would you be think either of these guys could be in your flex or do you think Deontay Foreman really only has consideration for that? You know, I, I agree with you. I think Chuba has a little bit of a higher floor in PPR because he might get a couple more receptions. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd rather throw Deontay Foreman into my flex, you know, than Chuba Hubbard if I had the choice between the two, just because of that upside of 20-plus carries. Shane Zilstra, who you should not pick up on the waiver wire, yeah. he had three touchdowns for the Lions in this game. So sorry, Amon Ra. Sorry, sorry uh, DJ Shark. Uh, you know, you couldn't got you got you guys couldn't get any of those touchdowns because Shane Zilstra was a hogging them all. Uh, I would not expect this to continue because there were three tight ends running routes in this one. So he just happened to be the guy this week. So don't chase these points. Leave Shane Zil- Zilstra on the waiver wire. Let someone else pick him up. Uh, if someone else is picking him up in the championship week, consider yourself lucky. If somebody uh, started Shane Zilstra, you know, this week, please, you might DM, wanna... please, please DM me that, and I'll send yeah. you five hundred dollars. Right now, <laughs> right. I'll demo you five hundred bucks if if uh, someone in your league starts Shane Zilstra. That would be just <laughs> crazy. Like I, if someone starts Shane Zilstra, they better like I don't know. Can they tell the future? Like what would they do? You can't play the yeah. lottery, but man, they should go do some sports betting or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that would be crazy. DeAndre Swift didn't come through, uh, but he did play on fifty six percent of snaps. That led the lines this week, you know, I'm playing both him and Jamal Williams next week against the bears. If I'm in my championship, you know, the bears, you know, they've been giving up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. We just saw what James Cook and Devin Singletary did on limited work. Um, you know, hopefully it didn't cause you to lose this week. You know, neither Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift, because neither of them really came through. Um, but next week against the bears, I'll be back in. <laughs> I can't believe we're still holding on to hope. With these guys, DeAndre Swift <laughs> especially, you know, it's like, well, he had four carries and a couple looks in the receiving game. But let's just hope that he can get back to it. You know, it feels it's just terrible. DeAndre Swift, I think he might be a candidate for one of the biggest letdowns. Obviously, he was injured, but you know, this yes. whole season, it's, it's just been rough with DeAndre Swift, and we're giving him all these mulligans. Hopefully, he can get something done next week in a better matchup against the Bears. But I mean, this was just horrific. Um, obviously, the game script didn't really favor him. You know, we do know him as the receiving back, but it was just Jared Goff to Shane Zilstra yesterday. So I, I think that DeAndre Swift, it's a complete, complete shot in the dark upside, you know, play if you want DeAndre Swift in your lineup next week. Because at this point, 
he's not getting anywhere near the workload that we need to be able to trust him. And I don't even know what the outlook is for next season. You know, and we'll talk about that. We got plenty of time this offseason to, to discuss that. But Jamal Williams, too, he had a terrible day. <laughs> Seven carries for 11 yards. It's a terrible average, no touchdowns. He isn't a touchdown machine anymore. And Justin Jackson, that guy that was taking carries for them, had negative one yards. So yeah. it's just terrible. It's bad days in the Detroit backfield right now. It really is. But against Chicago, I'm taking my shot. I'm All taking right. my shot. You're a little I'm bit more confident shot. than I am. Yeah, yeah. Confident? I don't know if confidence is the word, but I'm well, taking my shot. I'm taking my <laughs> shot. Yeah, I, I'm like sitting there. Like I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm taking my shot. I might go try and find somebody else. But who knows? There's probably nobody else in the waiver wire at this point. I'm to probably going to have both of these guys ranked as low end RB twos next week. Right against the Bears. So we have Deonta so. Foreman. That's going to be a low end RB two. They're all going to be ranked in the same spot. Williams. All of them. All of them are going to be sharing that 24. Who of RB those three? Spot. Who of those three are you starting? Foreman. Okay. So it's pretty easy for you. I, I would say so. Foreman, yeah. yeah. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.